AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG hair removal. Nair saves me so much time, and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Two teas in a pod with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Two Teas in a Pod. Is this our last pod together before you take your social media break, Tam? Um, it just might be. Tamara, does this mean you're taking a break from me as I am. well? I have to. I won't be gone long. Okay. Okay. Okay, so we are back to talk about Salt Lake City. Um, we didn't have taglines for episode one but they are here for episode two why do you think they do that now do you think it's just like one more thing to present to the viewers like a big announcement because they have all this time to make up the taglines we read them months prior to airing but then they don't show them till second or third episode but i have to disagree with you mine was not months before airing like i remember i had recorded a bunch during a confessional and then right before the season aired 
they were like, Teddy, we need you to make a voice note and say these three lines. And I had to like go in my closet and like read them. Like I've done that times. before too, but that's because something like audio got, it got screwed up somehow. I, I think it was because they realized I was about to be doing everybody's dirty work. So they needed me to re-record. Oh, it. so you recorded a totally <laughs> different one. Yes. Oh, okay. I had new taglines and those were the ones used to oh, haunt boy. me. Um, These taglines are are good. I like them. Okay. Do you want to be Lisa or Heather? Because that'll be depending where who's. I'll starts. be Lisa, please. I can't be my cousin. That'd be like incense. Um, <laughs> Lisa, I'm on a mission to serve Lisa. And I love that for myself. Heather, I own a beauty empire, so I don't need any of your lip service. I love that. And then Monica, I keep my friends close, but my secret's closer. Actually, you don't. You've been sharing all of them. So I know. thank you for that. Yeah. Maybe she's got some deeper secrets we haven't heard yet. So I feel like your tagline kind of yeah. predicts how it's your season a, goes. It's a little foreshadowing. Meredith, in a town full of dirty lies, everyone could use a bath. That reminds you kind of Kyle a little bit in a town full of, doesn't she say something like that? Yeah, or, like yeah. in Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah. And then Angie, I may be Greek, but don't expect an olive branch from me. You know what that makes me want? Olive Garden. No, like I want. I want are they still I, in business? I don't know, but I would love to have an Olive Garden um, breadstick right now. All you can eat. That sounds delicious. Okay. So in Big Bear, there's a Sizzler, probably the one and only last stand. Oh, I don't like Sizzler, but and I like I'm chilies. like, I told Eddie, I go, I really just want to go there just because I want to see if it was as great as it was in the 80s. Um, I, I don't know that I've ever been to Chili's, but I, I mean, ever been to Sizzler, but I love Chili's. I love Red Lobster. Um, I love Soup Plantation. I haven't been to those three in 20 years. Go on. Any other? Um, what other ones? Like, I'm trying to think of like the places we would all get. There was one place in Indiana when I grew up, it was called Ryan's Steakhouse. And like, I feel like other than my family, everyone was over 75 because there was some sort of like discount. But I still, I did remember- you got did you ever have Pinnacle Peaks? No. Where they used but- to cut the ties off and hang them from the ceiling and there was so much dust on the ceiling that would drop into your food. Yeah. No, but I love being able to make my own fully loaded baked potato. Um, mm, steak Corral used to have that. Remember Steak Corral? You could eat big old potato, a big old- potato bar and you're just like all right we got off we got off we have one more whitney having faith in myself is the only religion i need okay i'm gonna say something right before we even get into this episode and i realize am i gonna like it i don't know um i feel like whitney's been housewived what do you mean she's changed she's She's changed changed a lot it's it's a new Thing for me to witness. I mean, not only has Whitney changed. Do you but mean I, she's trying all the things? Like, like she's, she's trying, just. I feel like I love Whitney hard. so much before because she just like seems so unapologetically her. Yeah. But between this new trying so hard and then I don't know, maybe her it's husband, only been two her husband's episodes. new veneers. I feel askew. Wait, he has new veneers. I don't know. Allegedly, according to my eyes, which aren't that great. I need my readers. She's definitely doing the most. She's doing the most with fashion. She's doing the most with like trying to shit stir, but like taking ownership for this shit stirring. I love Whitney in person, but right now what I'm watching, I'm 
I'm really trying to get myself back on board to like, that's my girl, but I'm, I'm struggling. Maybe it was the heart sunglasses. I don't do well with those. (laughs) Oh dear. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini, rewind to the future with the VS Archives swim collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage from full to cheeky to minimal, now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent, dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Okay, so the best moments from this episode, it starts out 
oh gosh listen we're not good dressers tam but the outfit that meredith wore to go on her walk with lisa the metallic blue pants and the heels i think they were boots they were like suede gray boots what in the fours was happening metallic blue The, the outfits on the show is a little over the top and elisa having sneakers but they were wedge sneakers they were platform sneakers so those are not exactly shoes I would go on a walk with, but that's just me. Um, but I have a question. Is it just me or do you want, so they, one of them arrived with like a Starbucks order for the other person. Was it Meredith came with the Starbucks? I'm wondering what their, what their orders are, because I feel like Lisa's one of those that's like, I'll have a venti six shot white chocolate mocha, extra whip, you know, and Meredith's Low calorie. Like, yeah. And Meredith's like, I'll have a black half calf bubble you know like what is your starbucks order a non-fat chai latte with one pump that's if i'm like one pump of what like i don't so they do naturally do two pumps of chai i only want one. Oh, so chai, i thought chai was a tea i don't drink chai so i don't know anything about it um i, I thought two, the pumps were the sugars and the, the, the flavoring no whatever it's like one pump or one scoop um <laughs> That's if I'm like having a rough go of it and I want to try. If I'm just like living a healthy, nice life, I have an unsweetened ice cream tea. So I have a regular coffee, a blonde with um, uh, almond milk. Yeah. yeah. No sweetener, no nothing. I don't like my coffee sweet though. So. Well, I can't drink a Starbucks coffee is too too strong strong for me. I can't do it. Me and Eddie just had this conversation today because I at home. He will make a pot of coffee if he's up first. I will make a Keurig for me and yeah, one me for too. him. And then we have one of those like foamers and he likes the, the syrups and all that. And I'll put it in his, but I just put half and half in mine. And I, he said, I can't do this anymore. The Keurig gives me a stomach ache. I need real coffee. And I'm like, there's too much caffeine in that. I'm like this all day. Well, we, Edwin and I have become obsessed because Edwin drinks one nitro a day. And he um, went through that before his heart. And then we started Googling because he also has a, pr- a pre-workout before we work out in the mornings. So we Googled like how much caffeine you should actually have become- before it becomes dangerous yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And so we are, I-, I cannot have more than one caffeinated substance a day. Like I just can't. I can I do can't Keurig. Do there, there's not that much caffeine. You can it. have more than one Keurig. I don't. I I, I'm not a huge. I would be person. shitting all the time. I'd be like, well, I do. Diarrhea plain guy. Yeah, I do. And I just get, I have one cup of coffee, Keurig, very mild to get my pipes moving. Well, Cruz makes me my coffee every morning because he wakes up at the butt crack of dawn. And wow. He, I know it's really you got him cute. trained well. But today he comes in and he's like, mom, I need to talk to you about something. And I think that we're <sighs> about to have a really serious conversation. Who's the here. adult here? He goes, I bring you a coffee every morning when I come because the rule is if he comes in before six, he has to come with coffee. And he's like, I feel like we're wasting coffee because you You only have four sips. So today I decided to put the little small button. He's like, so I just want you to know that before. I'm glad that he's looking out for you. You know, do you have did you have him sign a NDA? About my coffee intake. Because according to Lisa, she only trusts people that sign NDAs. And I wanted to say, the people I have signed NDAs don't have Mm -hmm. a pot to piss in. (laughs) So what am I going to get if they break that NDA? 
I also want to know, like, what is it that they know? Like, if I, I really want to break down, if people wanted to say the worst possible things they could say about me, you probably could gather from this pod. Right. I could be an well, asshole. I could be abrasive. I'm type A. I'm controlling. I'm OCD. I don't really yeah. know there's anything else. I feel like I've no, laid it all out. No, everything we know about you, everything that anybody can possibly know about you is on your Instagram story every day. I, I You get really upset about my Instagram story, but it's- There's a I'm, lot of Instagram stories, Teddy. A lot. I know people love it. And I love it because then I create, this is what you don't understand. I've never, okay. So Did you make Matt true. sign an NDA? No. I did not make Matt sign an NDA. I made Kate inside an NDA. But now that we've pointed this out, Matt, I'm going to send that over. Just just so you guys know, Matt is one of our producers, but he also helps me run my social your, media. Yeah, he does a lot. And um, so therefore, an NDA will be sent over to him today, even though we've been knowing each other for 10 years before. Housewives well, chances started. are if he hasn't turned on you, I have had people turn on me. Yeah, Definitely. I've had people that, Makeup you know, people turn on me. People. Yeah. And it's like, it's not cool at all. But I'm sure Matt has everything in the vault. I hope that vault has a lock on it. You know what? I don't know what I would have to do to really piss him off. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, he's telling us to move Re- on. So yeah, let's move on. Let's stop talking anywho, about Anywho, they go on the walk. Uh, Lisa apologizes for her hot mic moment. Meredith says she's sorry for making reference to rumors about Lisa cheating. They hug and decide to move forward. To me, this was the most awkward, forced I felt connection. like I, I did, too. I think it's one of those things like, listen, guys, we, we need to move on because this show really is about fighting figuring it out, resolution, all those things. And if you have somebody on the show that holds a grudge, that's never good for the show. Let's move on. I don't want to talk about things from 20 years ago or from three seasons ago. But also, I don't want to be a part of a situation where we get into later on in this episode where one housewife is not invited to an event. And so then another housewife has to sneakily bring her in. I know like, but that that was a badass thing to do to sneak her in. I mean, first of all, it's all it wasn't event, that badass. Inductions they... involved. Everyone fucking knows. Clear, like, come on. Okay, it's not know. like I don't she know snuck if her in in the suitcase. That. But who who books the flights? Production. Right. Okay, move on. I'm gonna make Fine. you sign an NDA. Heather tells Whitney that she was friends with Angie K in high school. Heather jokes that she always feels bad for the girls that peak in high school. Heather. What's a peak? What do you mean? How do you I, peak in high school? You're only 17, 18. What do you mean? I peaked in the eighth grade. The eighth grade. What is was peak? My... That's when you got your period? What do you mean peaked? No, peak is like your best year. Like in eighth so grade. So eighth grade was your best fucking year ever? Not ever, but my best year growing up, like my senior year was a rough year. Like I think I was down and out my senior year. Like I was barely graduating. I was having to take exit exams. Like th- I was not peaking, but eighth grade, right before like oh, eighth grade like, rocked eighth grade. Okay, you're like, killing this- me right now. You're killing me. It's just how it was. But I, I thought is peaking like look your best prettiest or it can be peaking in anything like for me, I just remember the eight, my eighth grade year was the year that like all the older kids started wanting to hang out with me. I felt good about myself. You were I popular. Cuter. Popular. I want to be popular. popular. Um, um, but by 10th grade, I was unpopular. 
things had really taken a turn. <laughs> well, when did you peak? You still haven't. Second grade? I still haven't. <laughs> I'm still waiting to peak. I don't know what peak is. I just do my thing and be who I am and got good years, um, bad years. Well, she feels that Angie flip-flopped from Jen to Lisa. Uh, do we think that Angie flip-flopped last season or was she just reacting to the champagne pour on her head from Jen? Do I think Angie flip-flopped from last season? Well, yeah, she flip-flopped. She's now holding the damn snowflake, so let her be. And she's, Jen's in prison. A lot of Jen's shit's in happened. Prison. She's yeah. just going with the damn flow. But Heather tasting that that hot springs uh, water and telling me it tasted like popcorn. I'm like, it was just as bad as peed it, in there. I know it's just as bad as Emily drinking out of the dog's bowl. No, actually, actually it's, it's worse. It's, it's worse. worse because the dog is not peeing in it's water bowl, but I can guarantee you some sick mofo well, or I one of my children have peed in that, that hot, hot thing and peed. Not only that, like you're boiling your skin. You have, Spray tan, you have, it's just disgusting. It tastes like popcorn. Yeah, because you're boiling. It's a human soup. That's what it is. Disgusting. But then Heather doesn't think Lisa is prepared for her son, Jack, um, what he might. This conversation was actually pretty interesting to me. Heather doesn't think Lisa is prepared for her son, Jack, who might be different when he comes home from his mission. Whitney says it's a terrible idea for Heather to insert herself in Lisa's son's life choices. Do you well, think it's wrong? I mean, I, I think it's, I don't think it's any of her business, but also Heather also says Lisa's not a real Mormon. And because, because of that, like her son shouldn't be doing a mission. Is that what she's insinuating? Like this well, is his own thing. This is why I've never pushed religion on my children younger. And my parents did not do that with me because I want them to make their own decisions. And obviously Jack has made his own decision on what he has to, what he wants to do in life. Like let him be. Uh, but Heather was in I, the Mormon church for a long time. So I, I think that she can understand. I think she can understand, but I think the part that is tricky when it comes to LDS and I have a lot of friends and actually people that have, that work with me at my company and all these things that are LDS is that if one person is a full participant of LDS in the family and others are half in half out, it's going to create a divide. So him going on a two-year mission is very different than him going to his freshman year of college. Right. And I understand that. And Lisa is not a, she's Mormon, right? But she's not like a She's not practicing. Bar. She's not practicing. Um, obviously, her son was raised Mormon. Let the boy do what he wants to do. That's how I feel. Um, and do you think that Heather's truly worried about Lisa and her son, or is she just gossiping to promote her book? Well, I think it's interesting that Whitney all of a sudden is so. Is like, it interesting or interesting? I say interesting. I get shit for that all the time, you know. But which one is it? I don't know. Interesting. I don't know interesting. To me, it is interesting or interesting yeah. that Whitney is so pro her, uh, Jack. her Jack going on this mission, but so against the LDS church. Granted, do I think any of this necessarily- I think she's being to supportive. I don't think she's contradicting herself. It's like, if you have a kid that wants to do something and you're like- You Oof. should let them do it. 
do but it. But I think you can, I do think if we're watching a reality show and it's it's truly about reality and your life, if so right now, if one of my children told me they were gonna go become a Scientologist, I don't know that I'd be like, go. Yeah, well, because where would that come from? Like where where is this kind of, you weren't raised like that? I mean, I, it's okay I, to like I, question and talk to them about it. But at the end of the day, like when Sophia wanted to chop her long blonde hair off into a pixie cut and dye it black, did you not think I was like, can we talk about this first? Yeah. No, I, I'm like, do what you want to do, sweetie. This is what makes you feel comfortable. Do it. So I think there is reason to maybe have that discussion, but do I think that discussion should have happened between Whitney and Heather? No, maybe that's a discussion to have with Lisa. Like, do we have, do you have concerns knowing that, yes, you may attend church on this day, but you don't live your life hundred percent Mormon. Are you worried what's going to happen when he comes back or if he ends up meeting? Cause most of the time when these boys or women go on these missions for two years, that's where they meet their wives. And then that's well, where of course they're going to come back a different person. But I think also to defend Heather a little bit, because she's on the other side of it now and it wasn't a good experience to her. She's got a lot to say about it. But again, if it's one of her daughters that want to go on a mission, is she going to tell them, no, you can't do it. They're going to no. do it anyways. But why not have this conversation with Lisa? Why are we having this conversation right. between Heather and Whitney? Well, because it doesn't they're make on sense. housewives. That's why. True. Fine. Yeah. Uh, well, then we get to Monica and her mom, where Monica tells her mom that she is out of her league. She went into Louis Vuitton store and bought a bag since she feels like she wants something nice for when she's around the ladies. Uh, Monica's inferior. I know. It, I know. That, it actually made me really sad. It made yeah. me really sad that she's like, I don't feel like I'm up to, you know, I have a smaller house. I don't own fancy things. But Monica saying that she doesn't have money like the other girls have made me love her more. She could have easily, easily Pretended. bought designer clothes from a garage in Mission Viejo, but she did not do that. She did not put on the fake ass outfits and pretend like she had money. And I do, you know, notice later in the episode, she makes sure everybody is seeing that Louis Vuitton. She has it front and center. She's patting it. Well, she she's proud has of it. Lights on it. She's got Zannies in her Louis and she's telling everybody. You know, I didn't like that because it was so obvious she wanted everybody to know. I would have rather heard seniors say, oh, my God, guys, look, I got my first Louie. I'm so excited. I have my Zannies in there. This is going to be a good trip. But she wanted everybody to see that goddamn Louie. But I, I do feel I can empathize with her in this moment because I remember my first season on house. I had ridden horses for a living. I had fashion or clothes or right. bags or any of those things. Second seat. Like. like I had absolutely no, no idea what I was doing. And I remember they'd be like, do you want to go shopping with so-and-so on camera? And then people just ate me alive because they're like, you don't know what you're doing. And now you're desperate because you're trying to get look like them and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's just not naturally who I am. Yeah, but I like that. I don't want to see my housewives so dolled up all the time. I don't care. You can wear clothes from Target. You can wear clothes from Revolve. You can wear clothes from Louis Vuitton. It's how you put it together and how you look and how you act. But also how you're honest about it. I think yeah. it, she's saying like, I didn't feel a certain way. So I'm, I'm purchasing this. And then you can see her kind of being emotional as she's tying the blankets. And she's like, you know, this is a mom and pop shop and we're figuring it out. And 
so far I'm really liking her. She, I am. And I like her grandma too. I have a question. Just aesthetically, who does she remind you of? Uh, somebody you've met through me. Somebody I've met through you. I, mm -hmm. my first, I, at first I was going to say Jen Aiden in early days. No, you just recently met her. Oh, um, Mar Marisol? Michelle. Michelle. She who? reminds me of Michelle from Vegas. Does she? Yes, she does. I was thinking our trip to. You were uh, thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, she, does, she, she does. She does. There's I just think that, something I think that's so that Michelle real about her. Holds herself a little bit different. Like you could tell like Michelle's, you know, classy she's, and. She's she's more well seasoned. Yes, yes, yes. There yes. is something very like when I see parts of her, I'm like, now I okay. like Monica, but I'm hearing through the grapevine. I'm hearing from the streets. The streets are talking. The streets are talking, and we're not gonna like her towards the end. Well, which makes me sad because I feel like any new housewife that comes in ready to go, I like. I like those. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini, rewind to the future with the VS Archives swim collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage from full to cheeky to minimal, now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent, dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. We're, we're going to get back to Monica in a second, but okay. Whitney telling Angie Kay that she's excited for the girls trip Meredith planned. Then Angie says she hasn't heard anything about it. And Angie said she didn't get invited to Heather's event either. So she feels like they're icing her out. Uh, Whitney says she will invite Angie to the trip as her plus one. Do you think Meredith and Heather were trying to ice Angie out so she could potentially be downgraded? And if so, do you think Whitney was like trying to get her back in the game? I think, yes, they were trying to ice her out. I don't know if she knew that she was a full-time housewife at that time. So I think that they're like, oh, if we push her away, she won't have that opportunity to hold a snowflake, which is bullshit. I always want what's best for the show, not what's best for yeah. me. And um, I think that uh, Whitney bringing her on the trip was a badass move. I think it was a badass move, but I also, it's not how I would have done it. Like what, I, what would not you have done? That, I would have just been Bought like, hey, her, I'm bringing her, I, you would have said yeah. something. I, but I then the think, surprise of it all is not there. I'm not a fucking surprise person. Don't surprise me. I don't want to be surprised. Like, if you really want to, like, fight for your friend, then do it the right way. Say, hey, listen, I love Angie. I want to give her a chance. Let's bring yeah. her on this trip. Mer because if not, you're doing it just for drama. And that bugs me. Yeah, and I get then, that. I get oh, that. should I, I get maybe that. get the big room? Should I do this? Should well, I first do of all, that? I'm like, shocked that they were there first. Because for a, for a second there, I thought, okay, this is Whitney's trip because she got there first. No, then we had to remind ourselves it's Meredith's. And it also had to remind ourselves, when are we podcasting from that place? Because it looks awesome. Okay. Have you and ever driven by it? Match. Have you ever no. driven by it? Okay. No. I have. Sophia wants to go there. Um, did look into it. It's about $600 a night to stay there at the motel. Do you think they want to collab with us? They might. They might. But you know what? I'd rather go to, I'd, I'd rather go to Angie's house, man. Now that she's a official housewife, we're starting to get to see her personal story. Her house is insane. That view, just seeing the mountains, just a wall of windows. Um, she's a rich bitch. And guess who's going to be with the rich bitch come Slate's Nationals in a couple weeks from now? We're Me. Oh, uh, be because Slate and I are doing Nationals at the same time as her daughter. And we were texting about it yesterday. And she's like, where do I stay? What do I do? I'm like, okay, 
I need to let you know that horse show accommodations are very different than housewife accommodations. Yeah. These are the three best of the worst. We're going to have to downgrade <laughs> we, from your mansion. We're not wearing full goggle glasses all the time. We're going to have to. It rains. No, it's Louis cold. Vuitton. There's no Fendi. No, there's, there's no Louis Vuitton in the Zannies. It ain't happening. Basic bitch. Um, but I want to know, does her husband still do hair? I think maybe they, I think they own hair lines. Even if he does do They hair, have salons. They met in a salon. They both did hair? Yes. And then she was like, I knew he could blow out my hair. But we saw in the scenes to come, somebody, I think, alluded to shit that's about to start hitting the fan with her husband. I don't know. Uh-oh. Oh, God. But I've met him multiple times, not in like a... Like with our kids, like well, never. I, I want to know when they have sex because when they're 12, almost 12 year old is sleeping in the bed every single night. Is it every single night? Because I will say this Cruz still comes in our room. He has like a reward system when he doesn't, but I, I mean, you have those kids on a tight leash. Yeah, they're, you really do. You realize the tooth fairy wouldn't even give him money this year because he hasn't been brushing properly. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. the note. You okay. could have lot made a lot of money, but But don't you think almost 12 is a little too old? She did say she sleeps with them. I don't know if it's every single night. I've had sick kids in my bed. Whatever. I was a single mom. I didn't have a husband with Ryan. He probably slept in bed with me until he was 5 only because I can only afford a one bedroom apartment. I don't know. I'm just thinking they're not having sex. I don't think that because for example, I already have a text message from Edwin. What time are you done with the pod so that we can get it in? Um, I'm just saying it's the truth because we're tired at night and help like this. This is his lunch break. Yeah. He's wanting to know. Um, yeah, we are having more day sex. That's for sure. Yeah, we're day sex people. Day sex and like, I, I, I don't know that I had the most functional way of growing up. But my sister and I slept and my, my mom was a single mom. We that's slept different, in her though. bed forever. Yeah, that's different. When I, when I separated from Simon, I moved into a two bedroom apartment. It was like about 700 square feet. Uh, Sydney and Spencer had bunk beds in one room and Sophia slept in my bed. She was four at the time. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I also think. I mean, as long as she's still not breastfeeding her. I mean, if you can. If you can write in cursive and and script, and you and, have your period, and and you're wearing a bra and have your period, then you might you want know. to sleep in your own bed. But that being said, whenever I go on a trip with Slate, we are so excited to share a bed. Yeah, but that's different. Like she's like, mom, I know we're going to see this weekend. Please tell me the house is rented out so that we can be in the little apartment and we can share a bed. I'm like, no, the house isn't rented out. And she's like, ah. oh. I have to leave my own room. I'm like, yes, terrible. Yeah, I know. But okay. Then Monica tells Heather that she was married in the temple and then she was excommunicated, her words, not mine, for fucking her brother-in-law for 18 months. She thought that coming out would make her feel better, but she was shunned and he wasn't. That actually is interesting. Why is she shunned and he isn't? What's more interesting is why is she fucking her brother-in-law? That's even more interesting. But I get what you're saying. But But she left her council and bought thongs after having to wear garments. And is that what they're called? Magic underwear? Is that what those are? The garments? Yeah. 
I, the like, craziest the thing slang for it, I think, is magic underwear. I think, if I'm not mistaken. The but, wild thing about garments is that when you, you go to the gym, you don't have to wear the garments. You can dress the sexiest you ever want to dress. Like, that's what I don't understand about but the But what's garments. the purpose of the garments? So you don't have sex? No, the purpose of the garments, I'm going to paraphrase this, but the purpose of the garments is like, it's a level of protection from anything else. Unless you are working out, which is then your body needs to be able to move better. And that's why when you go, like whenever I go to Salt Lake and you go to the gym, like you've never seen hotter chicks wearing less clothes because it's the one place they can go and really show it off. How do you find clothes to fit over the garments? I mean, when they do and they show the girls walking around. They're they are promised that the and... garment will help protect them as they strive to live as the savior. Jesus Christ has asked them to live. That being said, with all of my LDS friends or my Mormon friends, they wear those. Yes. But I also can ask them, like, I will go and stay at my one friend in Salt Lake City's house and she's LDS. And I'm like, hey, I'm coming but I need to know what I'm going to do in regards to coffee. So just let me know in advance. I want my like four sips. And do they like, ever cheat? Do, do Mormons cheat like you're, on you're, each other? No, your LDS friends, do they ever cheat and drink coffee and no, all that stuff. No, definitely not. But what I can say is they don't seem to judge. Like she's never been like, Teddy, no, you're not bringing your Keurig. But here's the part that's weird about LDS. They can't drink coffee, but they have in Salt Lake. You guys quote me. I forget what the place is called, but they have drive throughs where you go and get sodas. It solely has sodas. You get like, you're like, I'll have a Coke. Are they non-caffeinated, of- non-caffeinated sodas? No. I remember my girlfriend growing caffeine. up. No, no, I don't think they can. No. My girlfriend growing they- up could not have any kind of caffeine or anything like that. She had to drink Tab. No. Tamra. There was no caffeine. No. Tamara, they can have caffeine. They drink rock stars and Red Bulls. They just can't have coffee because coffee is in their version of the Bible. But th- so they're all ad- okay. Like, I can't. I can't with this conversation. This. But do you agree with Monica being open about everything takes away from others' ability to hold things over her head, or do you think she's sharing too much? No, share away, girl. I like that. Um, that's my philosophy. Share away. Nobody can hold anything over your head. Yeah, I mean, I is she being messy? Yes. Uh, while I don't 100% condone her behavior, I absolutely want her behavior. I do. Like, what us. I don't want to hear is Heather still being upset with Angie because she insinuated that she had Barbie kick whatever sex with Jen, uh, oh, Barbie scissor kicks or whatever with Jen. Like, come on, you got a black eye. You wouldn't tell anybody where it came from. People were insinuating. They were guessing all the things. And does she actually tell us what happened uh, to her eye? Does it no. ever do? Because if she doesn't, I don't give a flying F anymore. All I really know about this episode, uh, there's two things. One, the goal of the episode was obviously to get us to want to stay at the Trixie Motel, which it worked. Tam and I will be there sometime soon. Yep. Hopefully, Trixie, reach out to us. We're ready to come. But also at the Palm Springs Airport looking for a diamond ring, $60,000 emerald cut, um okay people have really gone down the rabbit hole in this shit like well, let me just tell you one thing before we get into it what two hours before i turned on salt lake city hold on your dramatic ch- tone yes. change i wasn't ready for 
I looked down and my center diamond from my wedding ring was gone. No. We were getting in the car to go to the gym and I went, ah! and, and Eddie's like, what? I go, my ring, the diamond's missing. Now I've had that ring 11 years. We drove back home, turned around, went back home. I had done the dishes, loaded the dishwasher, went upstairs. I am looking in the dishwasher. Eddie turns the dishwasher, the, the, I mean, the garbage disposal. Eddie turns the garbage disposal on. So what are you doing? He goes, well, I mean, it might scratch it, but at least you'll know it's in there. I'm like, oh my God. So I have on Melinda Marie little bands right now because I am missing the diamond and I don't know if it's insured. So Eddie is going to call the insurance company today because it was so long ago that you're like, Did I insure yeah, do or not? I can't remember. <sighs> so I asked well, Eddie, I go, I go, are we doomed? Does this mean our marriage is over? And he's like, stop it. It's just a material thing. Like we'll get it handled. And I'm like, it's just, here's the thing. If you lost your full ring, like the full ring came off, I'd be worried because I, Edwin had the same situation. We were playing football at my family's and his ring fell off. And I was like, that means we're done. We're done. Eddie lost his diamond ring in Cabo, probably uh, less than a year after we were together. Yeah. But the, the diamond falling out, that's happened to me before. And that was like eight years ago. And we're but still did married. Did you find it? No. no. The insurance sure? covered putting the new diamond in. I mean, whether I want to be or not, we're still here. Okay. Pushing I, I was just like, really like losing the ring, like taking it off and being absent minded about it. I'm weird about it. That to me would be some sort of a red flag, but the stone falling out we're oh, one, we're never supposed to work out in our rings and we always do. Well, my ring is big and bulky. Like just the, the base of it is super bulky. Is so. the big, the big diamond, the one that's gone. Yes. The big center diamond is the one that's gone. I have a question. Was it $60,000? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Well, because I, a lot of people are saying, do you think that Lisa Barlow is trying to get insurance fraud because she still had this many rings on and this is, oh God, people, no. calm your tits, calm, calm down. Your tits. If I would have lost a ring like that, if it would have, but if it flew off, it's like, where it had to been there somewhere. But also at some point, stop talking about it. Like either know, stay at like the she airport said, it's new it's new it just lost it like shit hold on she said it was new no she said it's so new like it's but somebody said like you need to move on she's like but it just oh. happened it's new like why well, I, I, well all i can say in closing out of this episode is my favorite part was when <laughs> monica goes to give lisa one of her chips and mm -hmm. mary is like ah i do not like crumbs on I know, but also Mary calling the motel. First of all, she said hotel. And they're like, it's a motel was hilarious. Do you have 2003 Dom Perignon? Who doesn't have Dom Perignon? What kind of food do you serve? And then she's all pizza. Like, I didn't know that Mary was that, uh, that snooty. Mary and her new face are very snooty. <laughs> oh my but God. I'm gonna miss you, Tam. But did Thank they you. not go to Palm Springs last year? They go to P Palm Springs or San Diego. We blame. Oh, it was last San Diego year. last year, right? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. not Palm Springs. Oh, they go the to wherever place. they can get an Airbnb at the right price. Yeah, but I do. And then go Mary to is so shady. She's like, 
I, I don't think it's worth that. Not $60,000. Well, not a breath shade. Not if you're going to get it from Melinda Marie. These are, I think, 150. These, these are Melinda Marie. I actually wore Melinda Marie at the reunion. I contacted her. She sent me some pieces and some rings and necklace and the rest is history. Well, we got to go, you guys. Hopefully, more money, more problems. More money, more problems. But we'll see if they find it. And I think that this is a promising new season. It uh, is. It's great. Meredith seems activated in the uh, trailer for next following week episodes. So uh, we will miss you, Tam. Keep tuning in. I'm sure mm-hmm. Emily and I will cause some trouble, but not as much trouble as you and me. But uh, <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.